So there are a lot of things that I want to be talking about on the show this week. There are a lot of things I'm going to be talking about on the show today. I want to be talking about The Watchmen and Episode 2 and how that made me feel. And I want to be talking about what's going on in Titans and some of the comics that I'm reading and all that. But I'm going to be honest with you. I, I have this thing coming up called National Novel Writing Month. And I've been working very, very, very hard to get my book ready. And yeah, that's pretty much all that's on my mind. So after having some conversations with some friends yesterday, I kind of want to talk about writing strange and queer stories because it confuses people who aren't familiar. So let's do that on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, uh, which is now available in Google Play and Google Books. So yay, that's finally happened. Uh, that, that took a lot more effort than it really should have. I still don't know why they had me in pending review for like three months, but they did. And I'm not now, so yay. But maybe it's because I write strange and queer fiction, which is the topic of today's episode. Maybe. I don't know. Anywho, before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. And based off of the uh, analytics recently, I want to say hello to the new people. Because, well, we've had quite a few new people join us. And it's an interesting time because I'm playing with new audio recording equipment. And eh, podcast doesn't exactly sound like I want it to. But with everything going on right now, it's, it's hard. It's hard. So thank you for listening. I'm working on it. Anywho, let's just get into the topic. So what do I mean when I say strange and queer fiction? Because I, I'd like to say strange fiction other than, in, instead of weird fiction, even though I think a lot of my stories actually fit into the category of weird fiction. But weird fiction is generally seen of as a horror genre, and I don't really right horror. See, weird fiction is a kind of supernatural horror that was put forward by H.P. Lovecraft, and many have followed in his shoes afterwards. And I'm, I'm not going to go through all the qualities of weird fiction, because it's not exactly what I'm doing. If you want me to do an episode on that, I would love to. Just let me know. But when I say strange fiction, there are times when I actually call my work gothic fantasy, because I think that confuses people, but it, it is one of the better ways of describing the work that I do, or goth fantasy, just losing the ick, because then people get confused for a second, and then ask questions sometimes, 
When, when I say I write goth fantasy, what I mean is I come from a certain point of view that has a very dark sense of humor, that has a very dark outlook on life quite often, and not, but not nihilistic and not destructive. I, I'm actually quite hopeful, and it's my dark sense of humor and my dark outlook that allows me and encourages me to laugh at a lot of the crazy things that happen in the world and in life. And that sensibility, which I got from being a goth in the 90s and still a goth now because hashtag being a goth is not a phase. <laughs> well, it is for some people, but that's fashion and not actually being part of the community or the movement or the subculture or whatever you want to call it. But to me, what goth was always about, at least back in the day, was this just humor in the face of bad things. Tragedy, horror, death, learning to laugh at these things, learning to have fun with these things, and not to take them seriously. You know, some of the best belly laughs I've ever had was when I've been in a room of goths and we've been talking about quote-unquote serious things. Because that, to me, is kind of the cornerstone of the movement, is that we just don't take those things seriously. It's not that they don't happen or that they're not important. It's just if you get yourself too wound up in any one tragedy or horror that may come stalking at you in life, then you run the risk of trapping yourself. So why, why bother? Just laugh at it. That's why I joke about Bob, who sits over my desk smiling at me, who's a plastic skull, because he's a plastic skull. And I named him Bob for reasons that I'm sure many of you understand. Because I have to have a Bob the Skull, because I do. And I like having him, and he actually sits on top of a, a gargoyle. And soon he shall have friends. Because, of course he will, because I like plastic skeletons, and I like bones, and I'm one of them weird people. But just because I'm one of them weird people doesn't mean that I don't have a sense of story or a sense of the way a story could be told. When I write, especially the series I'm doing right now, the Mask of the Gods books, they are strange stories. We have a character who is attached to Sister Death and who hungers to be around suffering and feeds off of the suffering of others, but not in a negative way. He doesn't cause or inflict suffering. He actually alleviates their suffering and takes it on to himself. And it's been a big part of his identity and one of the things that he's been doing a lot to try to figure out exactly how that works and why that works and why he is the way he is and if he's actually making the world better or if he's serving some nefarious purpose that he just can't see. And all of those questions are very interesting to me. That The idea that in the setting that I'm writing, healing magic actually comes from death, not from some opposing force. Because, of course, to heal something, you have to kill the disease. Death claims a victim either way. And I find that idea interesting. I find it fascinating. And others have come along for the ride with me, and others have not. But I enjoy writing the strange fiction. I love writing the strange fiction. The stranger, the better. The otter, the better. 
I like the strange twists. I like taking a turn that may not be expected. Especially turns that I don't see coming. And my fiction has a lot of those. And I like to play with that. I like everything to be just outside the periphery of what you would expect in the genres that I write. And when it is kind of on the nose, there's something kind of different about it. And that's strange fiction, at least to me. And it's something that I truly, truly enjoy and love doing. And you can see it actually in all of my books, from the twisted love story that is Shine Like Thunder, to the strange tale of reincarnation in Liquid Sky, to the way everything pans out and how everything turns the way that it does in the Fates Harrow series. You can see this particularly in what I have allowed myself to accept as a romance story because everybody yelled at me when I said it wasn't in The Chain. But they are strange stories, and they're born out of those strange quirks of my own personality, so that they don't exactly fit into the genre neatly. Is Crucify My Love a dark fantasy? Maybe. Is it an epic fantasy? Maybe. It's definitely a high fantasy, because that has very few rules. It just kind of has to happen in a secondary world, exclusively, that has world building, and it does, so yay. It's also kind of sword and sorcery. It's also a little bit wuxia. There are kind of zombies in it, but they're not zombie zombies. So that's strange. And that's what I mean with playing around the edges. Taking images and ideas and making them your own. And accepting just this idea that it's strange, it's different. Because, yeah, it would be a lot easier for writers like me to take those ideas and force them into a bucket with everything else and go, this is how the genre is defined. And so those are the elements that I'm going to put forward in my story because that's what people expect for that genre of story. But what would be the fun of that? I've read a thousand of those books already. I've watched a thousand of those TV episodes. I've watched those movies. Why would I want to write something exactly like that? I don't know any characters that are exactly like Shinobu or Nathan or Sadia. I don't know them from other fiction. Now, that's not to say that those characters don't exist, because see previous episodes, nothing's truly original. But in my own experience, there's something different, and something that I want to see, and something that unnerves people when I tell them what the books are about. And there's something about that that gives me a strange thrill. The other complicating factor in my work is that I am queer, and I write queer fiction. I write very queer fiction. Many of the stories that I have have prominent LGBTQIA plus lead characters. In fact, with Crucify, let's see, Hikaru is gay. Uh, no, no, Hikaru is ace. And Shinobu is gay. And Jacob is bi. And Chewie is bi. And I actually don't know Granger's sexuality off the top of my head. So, that's interesting. 
when you read further into the series, you meet some gender queer characters and what have you, and it's it's I write queer fiction. And actually, sorry, you can't read further yet because that book's not out yet, but early next year, Saints for My Sons will be out, and you'll get to meet a gender queer character that I absolutely love. I absolutely love Kian. But that's for later. But these are the things that I like writing because I don't see my community, my people, presented in this kind of fiction very often. I don't get to see queer heroes. I don't get to see them running around with swords, fighting and saving the day. I don't get to see them saving the town from the evil horror that's trying to destroy everything. And I want to. Because I love stories where people go around and save the town from the evil horror that's trying to destroy everything. And it would be nice if I had stories with people like me. And this is why, like, if there's been a theme to my Prep Town Over podcast this year, it's this. Write what you want. Write to make yourself happy. Because I can tell you right now, my fiction would probably be a lot more popular and sell a lot better and a lot easier if I had straight heterosexual white cisgendered characters as the leads in all of these stories yes they, they would probably sell better and to be quite honest if you want to be one of those authors who sells a lot of books then probably that's a way to go but it's not a good way to go because it ignores the world as it is and as we want it to be I get tired. I, I write so many non-white main characters just because the world I grew up in, the town I grew up in, in Frederick, Maryland, I didn't have many white friends. And so it's odd to me seeing a lot of white people in a story, even though that's what I've grown up with. Because I also grew up watching a lot of Korean entertainment and Chinese entertainment and stuff from India and what have you. And I got used to seeing this smorgasbord of peoples. And I want to see that in my own fiction. Because when I watch an action movie, it's it's a lot of times either white people or it's Asian characters doing kung fu. And that is what it is. But when I watch my fantasy fiction, for the most part, Everyone is as lily white as can be. I mean, they sparkle and shine like Orlando Bloom if he was a vampire in Twilight. And that is troubling, because I can only think of... Like, when I think of movies, fantasy movies, with a non-white lead character, I can only think of two off the top of my head. And I don't really want to be defending either one of them, and that's Bright. Which I think could have been something if... I don't know... A little bit more work at a different director and I don't know I think there was a halfway interesting idea there that could have been some something because yeah it's a movie I, I anyway and that Dungeons and Dragons movie which actually I don't even think that Marlon Wayans was the star of it he may have just been in it but the fact that it sticks out in my head as prominently as it does is because I can't really think of a major fantasy film. And I'm not talking about like an independent flick or something like that. I'm talking about like a, a movie that got budget, you know, that a major studio was behind. And I, I, I get 
right? Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm sure there's something else out there. There has to be, right? I mean, I guess we could talk about the Wrinkle in Time movie, I guess. That, that fits in there. But yeah. And we're starting to see the MCU and everybody else wake up to this, but I like diversity in my characters. I like diversity in the fiction that I read and watch and listen to. So why wouldn't I want it in what I write? And this is where, especially as we're going into National Novel Writing Month, for those of you who are going with me into this journey of trying to write 50,000 words in 30 days, this is where you need to really rally yourself and be strong. What is it that you want to see? Make your goals very strong, not just the 50,000 words, but if you want to see a character like you, write a character like you. Nathan is the most character like me that I have ever written, ever. And I love him for that. Though, there's reasons that I'm going back and revisiting that work, and you may see a revised edition next year. But that's neither here nor there right now. This is what we do. We find what we love. We find what we care about. We find what we want to see. And for me, that's strange and queer fiction. I want to see more Ace and Arrow characters. Mainly because it is so hard for me to put my mindset aside to write them. And I find that challenge interesting and beautiful because it makes me have to stretch my concept of identity. And hopefully, the ace characters that I write, people who actually are ace and arrow, will be able to see themselves in them. And I hope I do it a good job. I talk to people that are ace and arrow, and I, I hope that <laughs> all I can do is really hope that I'm doing a halfway decent job. But there's something wonderful about trying to put myself into that headspace and be able to write those characters who are so different from me. And that's the great power of writing. You know, one of the characters in a book that I have planned for next year, I think is a lesbian. And I don't even understand how that works in my head. And I don't mean that to be insulting or anything, but, you know, the, my queerness doesn't overlap there. And so it's a very interesting challenge to play with how that character would be written and how her mind would work and how she would see the world. Because, well, yes, to a certain extent, we all see the world the same way because we have eyes and ears and dot, dot, dot. But in another way, our internal attitudes and the stories that we tell ourselves really do change our perception of the world. And that's where you should have fun. That's where you should enjoy yourself. Either write that character that you've always wanted to see, or write a character that challenges you to do something different and experience the world, any world, from a different point of view. Because that is the great thing about the world that we live in today, is these works don't have to be hidden from the eyes of others because the powers that be don't understand them. We can create our own fiction. We can create our own worlds. And in so doing, we can make them whatever we want them to be. 
And that's power. That That is so much power. And you need to realize that, especially if you're going into National Novel Writing Month, because I promise you, somewhere between day 10 and day 20, you will feel powerless, helpless, and unable to go on, because everybody I talk to who has done NaNoWriMo has had that exact same experience somewhere in that time period. So, know your power. Write the strange. Write the queer. Write whatever it is you want to write. But just write it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast and whatever app you're listening to me on. really does help out a lot. I want to thank everybody who recently did that. Um, Yeah. I do want to give a notice that I know I, I... I'm probably going to try to record some episodes answering some of these questions. I noticed that in, I forgot which ser- service, somebody actually asked a bunch of questions in the um, review system a couple months ago. They don't send me notifications about reviews, so I didn't know. And, you know, being busy, I haven't been, you know, I have a lot of vanity, but I don't go and check my reviews that often. But... I'm going to try to get to your questions. I'm sorry. I didn't know that they were there. Really sorry. I need to get better at that. I even signed up for the thing that's supposed to send me notifications and it didn't. So I don't know. I got to work on that. But thank you to everyone. I'm glad to see that we've got some, I've gotten some five stars lately. It really does mean the world to me. Thank you so much. If you've got a dollar that you can pass my way, it really does help a lot. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the listener support and to the, um, into my Patreon. If you can join the project, it really does help out a lot. It helps me pay my bills, helps me keep doing everything that I'm doing. But if you don't have any money right now, and thank you to everybody who already does that. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like donating, that's fine. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out a lot too. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show in those same show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. And if you can't even talk today, if you would rather reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter, I am CE Dorset on both. You can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. Until next time, thank you for everything, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.